You're listening to the Kerry Woodham Mornings Podcast from Newstalk ZB. And I mentioned that a decade and a couple of months ago, Sir John Key announced a harbour crossing at an Auckland Chamber of Commerce meeting when he was outlining the then National Government's transport policy. Sir John joins me now. Very good morning to you. Hey, how you oh, there we go. Hello. Hello. Sorry, the bit of trouble there. Um, no problem. Have you seen the detail of the new crossing? Well, I've really only seen the media reports, yep. so you know I can only work off what we see. I mean, I look. I guess it, you take a step back when you would say fishing first, um, putting to one side, you know, all the things like you know, decades gone by and everything else. Um, sit there and ask yourself: Is the existing bridge going to suffice for Auckland? Probably today, let alone you know when it would be built. The answer is, uh, or the alternative would be built. The answer is no. Yep. So you need to build an alternative. Question then becomes: Well, you know, what's practical and what can we afford? And I think pretty quickly you start saying: Well, having two bridges doesn't really make a lot of sense. I mean, for a start off, Waka Kotahi have got pretty spooked by um, the problems with wind on the bridge, so yeah. that's not going to go away. So logically, it'll be a tunnel. And I think it just does come down to, frankly, actually, what I saw the National Party guys, Chris Luxton, saying: I mean, you know, why would you build a light rail? Because you look at that price tag and you say, okay, 30, 35 to $45 billion, we'll add some more because yours now costs more. And you get to a point where that would probably soak everything up on the rest of the country and lots of you know very important um, roads probably wouldn't get built if everything's going into the alternative harbour crossing. And then the second thing I think you've got to ask yourself, I mean, frankly, you know, the Labour Party seemed pretty fixated with, with rail, but you'd hardly you know, describe a screaming success like rail is a very inflexible form of public transport. I mean, whereas buses actually do work pretty well because they're a lot easier. Mm. So why do we need to spend all of that money on light rail when we'd sit there and say, as I'm saying, you know, the existing harbour bridge would be used for buses and, and for bus lanes, and that's highly efficient and, and works well. I think we've got to be a bit realistic about what we can and can't afford. And is that what happened with your plans? Ultimately, there were more pressing uh, financial obligations and you had to shelve it for the next government. Yeah, I mean, look, like all of these things, there's two parts to it, really. You know, the first is um, money. um, But ironically, you know, you, and I know this sounds silly, you can always get more money. I mean, governments, governments can always borrow more or they can tax more or they can add tolls or whatever it might be. So the really big issue is around planning. So the reason we managed to get things like um, uh, the Waterview Tunnel going, even though it had been on the on the books really for a very, very long time, um, or, you know, the roads out of Wellington, things, Transmission Gully, was nothing to do with money actually. It was that Stephen Joyce really had the, the vision and the brilliance to say we needed um, infrastructure that was enabling infrastructure. And I think that's what you've seen around the world in places mm-hmm. like Australia where they've done this because there'll be tons of obstacles along the way. So let's assume you give yourself that permissioning um you know, ability, right? I think the second thing you have to go away and say the Public Works Act, where we in, where we, you know, 
involuntarily acquire your land. In other words, we go along and say we're building a road or a tunnel or whatever it might be or an access point here and tough luck, we're buying your property off you. We currently compensate you broadly at what we think market value is. Whereas if you look at a country like France, they've long taken the view they pay you quite a lot more, 50% more, 100% more. Mm. Again, I might, I know it sounds crazy, but for all the arguments and rows and things you did, that, you know, we did a lot of that with Waterview where we just paid up and we paid more. Why don't we just do that so that someone, if, if the government does come along and say, I'm buying your, your site because that's the entry point for the tunnel, but by the way, I'm paying you double for it, well, you'll probably happily move out because you've yeah. just hit the lotto at that point. And then the third bit is money. But we do need to be realistic because, say, take the new highway that we built, affectionately known as the Holiday Highway by the Labour Party yeah. at the time, but now they, they love the things that's cool. That has to be extended further north. Yeah. And if everything's going into the tunnel, then I just don't think you get other things done. That would be where I'd be coming from. And yet, at any point, that... That bridge has got to go, doesn't it? I mean, it's past its yeah. use by date. Yeah, well, that's the problem. The bridge itself, I mean, structurally what they can do to improve, I don't really know. Oh. But, I mean, the clip-ons, clip-ons have been long been you know, a problem. And then, you know, as we, uh, as we now know, wind and those different factors. Um, you know, and I think the other thing is we could ask ourselves, how can we build it quicker? I mean, yeah. we sit around this country, you know, saying, oh, well, we'll plan for this and then we'll get... I mean... Chris Hopkins is saying, well, isn't it 10 years before mm. they start or something? For goodness yep. sake. I mean, now, you know, the argument would be if they actually started when we announced it back then um, and everyone was committed to the thing, we'd be somewhere along the way. But we just take far too long to build infrastructure. We're not flexible. We're not prepared to bring in potentially workers from offshore. You know, we're not prepared to look at, you know, others that have expertise. Um and so, you know, the thing just gets dragged out forever. I think at some point you have to sit there and say, this is ridiculous. Our biggest city is in Auckland. It's the home of most international migration and a lot of domestic migration. And so if you are going to make Auckland work, it's an extremely spread out city. You know, here's sort of the topography of Los Angeles. It's not going to work unless we have a roading infrastructure that actually um, can work, and on that roading infrastructure, of course, you've got to have public transport for people. Yeah, so you'd say go for it. I, I reckon go for it. I mean, <laughs> look, you got to do it. I mean, otherwise, honestly, I mean, I sometimes, well, as everyone knows, we live you know in Parnell, and I go over to the North Shore often in the morning. And if I sometimes go out there and I'm heading out, it's like you know more in the summer to be fair, but it's like say, but after six or six fifteen. It is nose to tail now coming into mm. town, and that's at six fifteen in the morning. It's crazy, you know. Like if I go from the North Shore back to our house, if I go at sort of ten in the morning, I can probably do that trip in about thirty five minutes. Mm. And if I go a little bit earlier, and I'm like eight thirty, I've got to allow an hour and a quarter. Yeah. That's today. Now go there and say we start in ten years, and it takes what another ten years to build the thing. I mean, in twenty years, I can't even tell you what time you're going to get up to go to work in the morning. Exactly. I thank you very much for your time, Sir John Key, former Prime Minister, News Talk ZB. For more from Kerry Woodham Mornings, listen live to News Talk ZB from 9am weekdays or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio.